Welcome to another Word of Encouragement, where we take a look into various topics related to the Bible and Christian faith. Let's get right into it. This week marks the third installment of our series, Grow Where You're Planted. We continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 20 through 25. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our presentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Today, we want to ask the question, what does it look like to worship while you wait for God to do what you've asked of him? So far in week one, we've learned that maybe the place we are running from is exactly where God wants us to be. Last week, we identified that we are made for each other because we are all part of the same body. Now, today, we receive instruction from God that requires patience. Not just any patience, but patience when working and dealing with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, I know what you may be thinking right now, that this is something that all believers need to hear. I totally agree with you. So share this podcast with them so that they can hear it. The scripture is teaching us and telling us and crying out to us that there are many members, yet one body. We keep coming back to this same topic of there being one body that is composed of many members. So that is what the church is. The church is the body of Christ, and there are many parts of the body that work together to make the body function the proper way. And what the scripture is saying to us is that the eye can't say to the hand that I have no need of you, or the head say to the feet that I have no need of you. In other words, there's no part of the body that can say to the other part of the body that I don't need you, or you're not wanted here, or we can go on without you. We will do what we need to do without your contribution. No, those members of the body which seem to be weak are still necessary. They're still necessary. Every part of the body is necessary. Think about how the body works. We don't know exactly every single part of the body that we have. Uh, Of course, we know about the heart, the lungs. We know the arms, the legs. We know the, the, the basics. We know the internal organs, right? But we don't know about every single thing that takes place within the body that causes the body to function properly. 
In other words, we don't want to do without any parts of our body because obviously when we have all parts functioning together, it works just fine. This is what the word of God is saying to us. The apostles Paul aimed throughout this passage is to demonstrate the dependence that we have of other believers. As believers, we give to others from the areas in which we are deficient. And on the other hand, we derive help from them as well. The Christian church was not designed to be comprised of all students being taught and ruled by a small fraction of its members. Instead, it is a place of sharing where each person gives and receives. And this is achievable when we bring Christ into every department of our fellowship. Let's talk more about the body itself. Oftentimes in many churches today, the pastor does all of the teaching. He does all of the preaching. He does all of the discipling. But I don't believe that church was built and created for this to take place. The pastor should not be the only one that's studying the word, that knows the word, and is capable of teaching the word. But the entire church should be equipped and prepared and nurtured and guided so that they can go forth and do the exact same thing. There shouldn't be just one teacher. There shouldn't be just one preacher. There shouldn't be just one making disciples of others. But we should be doing this as ushers, as greeters, as choir members, as deacons, as whatever your position is. Uh, even if you're just a member of the church, you should be able to do everything that the pastor is doing. It shouldn't just be the pastor doing everything. That's not what church is all about. Think about the body. The internal parts of our physical bodies that we cannot see are still extremely significant. Just because we cannot see something doesn't mean that it isn't useful. There are so many parts working together inside that give us the ability to function on the outside. There are times when we are guilty of placing too much emphasis on members and ministries that are visibly serving. But visibility doesn't signify value. Those whose ministries go on behind the scenes are vital to the health of the church. The hand and the foot are an example of two parts that obviously stand in need of each other. But the same dependence exists with the other parts of our frame. So why is it that we need each other? Because all we all experience seasons of trouble, trials, difficult choices, difficult people, confusion, pain, having to wait. And when we struggle, one of the first things the enemy will attack is our desire to worship. Why? Why does he do that? Because he understands the potential of a well-functioning body. If I'm a member of the body and something takes place in my life, something bad happens to me, uh, the enemy works that thing in such a way that it will cause me to feel like there's no need for me to worship God together with my brothers and sisters because I'm going through something right now. Right? He causes us to believe, don't go to church today because you know you don't have money to put in offering. Don't go to church today because you know that you're dealing with something. Don't, 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 don't go to Bible study today because God still hasn't answered your prayer. These are the voices that we hear in our head. This is how the enemy 
works. He knows the potential of a well-functioning body. So his whole objective is to cause us to not come together so that we aren't functioning as a church. Here's what I want you to know today. In many cases, worship requires waiting. Ah, Waiting for God, waiting for people, waiting for growth, waiting for deliverance. And at times, waiting worship looks like tears. Waiting worship looks like silence. Waiting worship looks like a changed perspective. But one thing waiting worship is not, waiting worship is not done alone. Seeing through the eyes of faith is not easy. If faith were easy, there would be no point. The essence of faith is seeing things through Christ and his miracle working power that you cannot see with your natural eye. The people of God don't see things like other people see them. Not because we are foolish or blind, but we have eyes of faith. We are able to see and believe in God and his ability to do what he says that he will do regardless of how things look. And I couldn't use a better example today than the time that we are in dealing with COVID-19. It looks like there is no solution. There's no timetable. We don't know how long this thing is going to go on. But as a believer, don't look at the news. Don't look at the president. Don't look at the hospital. Look at God. See with the eyes of faith. Grow in the place where you are right now. Grow where you've been planted. Listeners can send in questions and submissions for my next episode. You can email me at revflood at outlook.com. Follow this ministry on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at revflood. That's R-E-V-F-L-O-O-D. The same name across all platforms. Until next time, may God bless you. Your will be done. Your will be done.